So these tools are filling in, I think, those gaps for the solopreneur or the kitchen table entrepreneur. And it is an interesting. Smart e-commerce operators know that net profit is the lifeblood of a business, but at a small and profitable business than a large one which earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook by Jason Miles gives you 17 specific proven profit-taking actions. For a limited time, we are sharing this valuable resource with our listeners completely free. Download your 60-page workbook and start making your business more profitable today. Just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. That's theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to The E-Commerce Leader. Jason and I are in the middle of a deep dive conversation about AI marketing power tools. That is Jason's latest book, uh, all about uh, AI marketing tools. Very helpful because there is on one hand so much hype, particularly around ChatGPT, that either you can think that it's the only tool out there, or you can think that actually all the other tools are overwhelmingly numerous. How do you choose between them? Well, you need an expert guide. And Jason has written that guy, that guide, um, AI marketing power tools. And that is what the basis for our discussion. If you want to check out that uh, guide, you can only get it as part of a bonus for the traffic stacking challenge that Jason and Kyle ran recently, which is at trafficstacking.com. Enjoy the show. Yeah, sure. You know, there's a whole group of tools that I think is interesting to talk about. And that is the, what you might call automation engines. You know, and this is as compared or differentiated from ChatGPT, which is what I would refer to as an answer engine. So in the, in the answer engine category with, along with ChatGPT, obviously we mentioned perplexity. Another one that you could have used, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about answer engines for a moment before I set it up for automation engine, but, but answer engines, uh, you know, another one that you could have used to try to get your summation of the 8020 book by Perry Marshall was called talk to books. It's a Google tool. And they basically scanned tons and tons and tons of books and you can ask it questions and it will spit out the answers from those, you know, from a summation of those books. So that tool might've been a better use case for you after, you know, hearing what you're trying to accomplish. But anyway, those are all answer engines. Now, automation engines is like a whole new level. Automation engines are designed to stitch all of these things together. So think of the, the agent or the actor or the person who says, I'm going to take something out of talk to books and I'm going to stitch it together with headline studio. And then I'm going to put it together with autopod.fm and I'm going to weave it together with some other of these tools and boom, bam, bang. Here's, you know, a 19 part marketing campaign. That's what automation engines are doing. The one that I include in the book, auto GPT is one. And I'll, I'll save the other two for the readers of the book. But these are tools designed to really create the linkages that don't just give you information. They actually take action for you. They can do bookings. They can do, you know, blogging, publishing. They can do reservations. 
they can do just a whole host of actions. And that category of AI tool, I believe, is going to grow and grow and grow until you literally just have to say to, to an AI tool, hey, let's do this. And it will do 15 complicated steps involved in making whatever this was a reality. And, and that's, that's pretty amazing. I suppose what I'm familiar with is things like uh, Zapier. Is that a more sophisticated mm -hmm. version of Zapier or is it sort of a halfway house between that and a true kind of assistant where you say, make this happen? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Captain Picard, make it so, and it just happens. I mean, how, how close are yeah. we to that? <laughs> Zapier was the sort of the original instance of this where the humans involved had to do the API, you know, connecting. And so, and, and Zapier kind of had pre, you know, pre-created, you know, scripts. There's also like, if this, then that scripts that have been around for a long time. And, and the, those types of uh, tools have been in existence. What this is doing is making them behave or act or, or, or produce a result based on just your, your command not on you technically doing the work. So the activity is not done by you anymore as okay, these so automation have, tools step in, you know. So if, for example, I, I wanted to set something up for the podcast, or, you know, that could be for somebody creating uh, product detail pages for Shopify, for example, which is more <laughs> relevant to, you know, the, the traffic stacking workshop and so forth. Would I simply just say, make, you know, create a web sites with you know the following characteristics and then it would put all the different tools together or do i have to let connect them manually using api or do i have to give permissions i mean how manual is it how hands off is it well the 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 burgeoning space that we're in right now that's just starting is these tools as project th these are basically projects that are open source and out there for you to play with and everyone is using these you know these tools to construct the APIs and the linkages to make magic happen. And so you have to have a little bit of coding or, you know, kind of the, the shallow end of the swimming pool in terms of ability to rig things up to use these automation engines right now. But the thing about it is by the time people hear this podcast, even if it, by the time we even put this thing out, there might be more tools in that space where people have already pre-cooked things together for you so that you can, for example, do what you said, which would be, for example, uh, take the content from the following response from perplexity and build me a site on sitekick.ai, which is a website building landing page tool that it is in the book and we talk about. And so, yeah, you know, those, those pieces are coming together, which is really mind blowing because this is the work for the last 15, 20 years, all of us have learned to do how to write copy in word and then cut it into, you know, an HTML based website or, you know, what, what's CSS and, you know, all these things that we've learned over time, these automation tools are learning in hours or days or weeks, and they will do this stuff for us in short order, which is, you know, that's the amazing part of the automation engine tools. I guess that even if you remove the, the sort of sci-fi, what's the dystopian idea that you get a robot that, that makes robots or, you know, an AI that produces better AI and you have this 24 hour window when it goes into a super intelligence, takes the world over. There is still, I guess the carbon explosion is happening because, well, that's what it looks like because things, things are building on top of things on top of things. And the rate of the iteration of the bottom layer is pretty fast. So the iteration yeah. of the top layer of new apps and what have you is just incredibly ridiculously fast. I mean, every time I look on Facebook now, 
uh, somebody's created a new AI tool for marketers, which is kind of mental. I guess learning to differentiate between useful and not so useful things is going to be, you know, one of the things. I mean, there's quite a few, yeah. even in terms of, I'm just looking at the, the contents table here. And even if you're talking just general, generic categories, not specific tools, there's a lot to mm -hmm. take on board. I mean, content creation tools have been talked about a lot. Everyone's obsessed about mm -hmm. graphic arts creation. For some reason, mm -hmm. that doesn't excite me so much, I guess, because I'm not so visually oriented. Which of the other sort of generic types of tools do you think have the most potential to be sort of game changers? You've already talked about those automation things, which I can see becoming really big once they become more user-friendly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are the other big ones that are game changers, do you think? Well, I think the question that's always been in the back of entrepreneurs' mind as they're trying to grow a business is, what am I good at and what do I hate? You know, what do I love doing and what do I hate doing? And you have to... You know, this is like a chicken and egg problem. It's like, if I'm going to scale my business, I have to, first of all, love some part of, you know, like I have to have a role for myself that's not misery. You know, I have to have a role that's enjoyable. So then you figure that out. And that's different for all of us. Like, you know, we all kind of approach it differently. But then the, the question is, well, what is the stuff I hate to do and who's going to do that? And if you neglect that stuff, you literally can go to jail for tax avoidance or whatever, you know, you like there's some stuff that's like a legal requirement. And, and so, so these tools are filling in, I think those gaps for the solopreneur or the kitchen table entrepreneur. And it is an interesting, you know, kind of thought process for me is like, okay, what are the things that really dislike and can an AI tool do it for me? So I can just do what I like. Here's an example. There's an AI tool called synthasia.io. And you, if you like to type, and create words, which I do, you can just go to that site and type a sentence or a phrase or whatever. And then someone on video will read it for you. And it is beautifully done instantly. It, it's, it's not somebody on Fiverr who's like, hi, I do videos for people. Give me $50 and I'll have it done in four days. It's literally the robot doing the, you know, the image of the person and their mouths moving you can't even tell it's, I mean, it, it's real close to, you know, to real life. So, and it's a real person. They just have it kind of automated in terms of how they do their, you know, mouth moving or whatever. But the outcome from Synthasia.io is video work that if I said, I hate videos, I'm never doing a video. And yet I really need one. You could literally just type your script in, have the AI tool, make the video and put that on your landing page. And you could even yeah. say, Hey, I'm, I'm the AI tool, Becky from the so-and-so team. Uh, I want to uh, tell you yeah. all about our project and invite you to participate. You know, like that's yeah. amazing to me. That is just downright awesome. I mean, I was about to joke and you say, yeah, this Jason bot's very realistic. It, it seems exactly the same as the real Jason, but the we'll frightening thing comes at, the, the yeah. frightening thing at one point is, you know, where does that line come? I guess that brings in a whole more sort of not so much even ethical, or that is an ethical consideration, but more, mm -hmm. there are so many things that hinge on, like, is it your work? Is it Jason G. Miles's work as you are yeah. on, on Kindle books and, and other things on Amazon? Yeah. Or, you know, is this an authentic person? And, and then I guess the other question is, does that even matter? I, I guess it feels like it matters. I mean, what's your view of this? And you, you've written a book where you've written many books yourself with you and Cassie, your creative, you know, um, writing partner slash editor. So I guess you didn't necessarily sort of right so you might have said in the acknowledgements thank you so much Cassie but it's not on the the cover 
now you've written it in conjunction with an AI tool. I mean, how much do you think that bothers you? How much do you think that's important? Here's what I wrote in the introduction to this book, blah, 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 a few, a few introductory paragraphs. And I said, writing this book in roughly nine days was possible because I used a team of three, me, an experienced writer with 30 years of writing experience. My first job was writing job descriptions and human resources for a large organization. Number two, Cassie Smithco, my super talented writing assistant who helped with what can only be described as a tangled web of small but vital writing-related activities, they're nuanced and hard to explain, but ultimately generate books at a much faster pace and with higher quality than I could have done alone. Three, perplexity, an AI tool I ran across while attempting to write this book. Instantly impressed, I put it through a rigorous writing test, which it passed instantly, and I hired it on the spot for free. It does a brilliant job of simplifying complexity. Together, we are a superhuman writing machine. And then I described that whole bit about how perplexity is better than chat GPT for writing. And then I write a little blurb at the end that says basically how this book was created. The content of this book is best understood as being created in the following manner. Envisioned and directed by Jason Miles, refined and improved by Cassie Smithcoe, and tool descriptions and category summaries were written by perplexity. So I'm, I'm giving it credit as a third party, you know, in, in the writing process, as much as I do my real writing assistant, Cassie, I think that's the, in fairness, the right way to approach this kind of thing. Obviously, if you're in seventh grade and you use Jack GPT to do your homework and you say, Hi, Mrs. Smith. I didn't understand any of this. So I asked ChatGPT what it thought and it said, and then you give 400 words that are ChatGPTs. And then you said, Mrs. Smith, I hope it was okay because it really helped me understand. And da, 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 da. I think Mrs. Smith might take that as an okay paper, even though 80% of it was ChatGPT because you framed it as such. You maybe gave context. Yeah. You gave, <laughs> you give the context in which it's an appropriate yeah. use of the tool. It, yeah. To do otherwise is to be uh, deceptive, in my view. Yeah. But if you just say what you're doing, I think most people are like, oh, well, that's really cool. And go on about their, you know, involvement in the work, reading it or whatever they do, you know. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. I think particularly for marketers, if you're writing a how-to book or a sort of prelude, this is kind of half prelude exploratory book then it's particularly valid, I think, what you say, because it doesn't really matter, as long as you're honest, it doesn't really matter to them if the where the information came from or how it got constructed, as long as it's useful. I mean, it's a little bit different from, if I were teaching, I'd say, you know, I'd like to think that that the first thing Cassie does is, you know, or whatever little, little whoever we're calling them, 
does their own homework just to learn to do it the hard way because it's good for your brain development. But yeah, there's no real reason in the real world to do things the hard way mm-hmm. out of some puritanical impulse, unless of course your audience really cares about that, in which case then th- you might do that. I think teachers are in a whole new phase of learning how to teach. Yeah. And, right. you know, we had a big yeah. conversation the other night over dinner about this at my house, which was, what would you do if you were a teacher? And we all had our different angles of how we would or wouldn't, you know, one person at the table said, I would absolutely refuse to allow any AI tool to be used. And my take on it was, well, that's just, you, you know, you, what would you do then? You'd have, well, you'd have an AI tool that would document that it was original writing. Well, if you ask perplexity to write something for you and you put it through Grammarly's, you know, a plagiarism checker, it will pass that test. So then you're back to square one, which is how do you know it was originally written? So I don't think a teacher can exclude the use of these tools. I think they have to level up their own talent and skill and say, how do I weave in these tools to the educational process and have participants understand how to use them to gain mastery of skills or information that they otherwise wouldn't know and include it in the process. Just like you would yeah. say, I'm going to let you use a calculator. Exactly. I was thinking the exact same you know? thing. Glad you came up with that. Yeah. Cause you can have a math test, which is for people at the earlier stages where it's arithmetic, maybe even mental arithmetic, which I know in Scotland, mm-hmm. they teach as a separate subject, mm-hmm. which seems very wise to me. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. By the time you're doing a Vart's maths, famously, I know a few maths graduates and they're famously terrible at arithmetic. Ironically, it's a tradition somehow. So yeah, they're probably yeah. better off with a calculator. So, so coming back to marketing to sort of wrap this up then, cause we're obviously, you know, I'm not a teacher and you're not, well, I mean, I've done bits in the past, but what would you say is the best way to even navigate this stuff? I mean, obviously getting your book is a fantastic starting point to, you know, give you an overview, but then you've got, you know, 67 tools. How do we begin to choose which ones to use and navigate this whole world, especially given that the number of tools on the same subjects you've talked about in a year's time is probably going to be 6,700, right? Now, how do we navigate that landscape? I appreciate you asking that question. Actually tease up a little, just a little paragraph in the introduction to this book that I wrote that I think is is sort of the perfect answer. And it says, what we expect you to do next. Our hope is that you take the knowledge in this book and do the following. Number one, be open to learning. Number two, take time to experiment and test new tools. Challenge your existing assumptions about the way things have to work and explore changing. Number three, edit your business process and systems. Utilize the new tools and their incredible functionality. As the famous Eliyahu Goldrate wisely said, it comes down to three questions. What to change, what to change to, and how to make the change. And then lastly, build and scale your ability to serve more people and serve them even better than you have before. So, you know, I think that's sort of the takeaway is just like, it's just like when the app store came out, if you want another kind of analogy, 2008, you know, parallel and the app store came out and there was like, you know, 50,000 apps made or whatever. The question was, how do you use these in your business? And I think a lot of business owners haven't answered that question. They haven't really got the app sorted out, but hopefully AI tools will be even better because the thing you don't want to do is be a Luddite, you know, kind of bury your head in the sand and then watch your competitors start cooking with grease because they've got four or five AI tools figured out that are plugged into their business that are making them superhuman compared to you. 
And, you know, you know, that's the long and the short of it is we're, we're in the real world of competitive marketing and whoever can engineer these tools to deliver to customers a more beautiful experience, a better quality of service, et cetera, et cetera. The, the pe people who do that win and we want to be those people, you know? I mean, I guess it's, it's not a particularly pleasant analogy, but I think it, sadly that it, there is, a, people talk about arms races as if, I don't know, it, it's, 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 it's reality of human technological development. I mean, the internet came on the back of DARPANET, which was part of the Cold War, which kind of came on the back of the Americans creating the nuclear weapon. And you can go back as far as you want in human history, but mm -hmm. and I guess one of the, the things that's interesting to think as a metaphor from the Ukraine-Russia war is the use of equipment and tactics as a, an, a sort of combination to, you know, that, that in some situations seems to be more successful than others. And to come back to AI, if you think of AI as, you know, very advanced technology, like the right type of missiles that, that can do very precise targeting, as opposed to old school missiles that you just fire and it kind of blows up very nearly the target. And it still comes down to the ability of a general to have good strategy that makes sense and the, the ground level people to have tactics and to have will and, you know, human characteristics like courage. And it strikes me that actually the, the same thing applies in AI, that the promise of AI mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. going to resolve foolish decisions, which are the hardest, you know, it can accelerate them, I suspect. It, it can make them more obvious in some cases or more quickly damaging. Yeah. But it's, no, it's totally still not a substitute for thinking properly. Maybe that's still our job more than ever. It's not doing stuff, it's thinking. It's right. Right. Yes. And this has been true for a long time. Al Reese and Jack Trout wrote the, you know, book Marketing Warfare and then, you know, the, their whole, their line of books, Guerrilla Marketing, Jay Conrad Levinson was famous for that. That was 20, 30 years ago. You know, I mean, marketing as warfare is not a new me metaphor. We've talked about, you know, that for a long time. And so this does just create a new layer of tools that are in the, in the toolbox for marketers to use. And you can use them for great effect to serve well and be an amazing business, an amazing company and do well for your clients. And that's what I'm trying to model, for example, by writing this book with perplexity. I'm trying to, you know, kind of eat my own dog food and actually, you know, do what I'm describing here and do it as a demo. I did this about a month or so ago where I had ChatGBT write an email for me that was very, very nicely put together. And people commented after they received it. And at the bottom of the email in the footer, I said, P.S. I was too busy today. So I asked ChatGPT to write this mess email for me. And then everybody's like, oh, that's why it was so amazing. And, you know, so demonstration of effect, I think is important. We eat our own dog food as we do this. And, and as an educator and author and somebody who likes to teach people and coach, I think it was important for me to step into the space and start to answer basic questions related to what is available to us and how can it be used to, you know, good effect. And so anyway, that was the premise of the whole book and, and the what, reason I did it the way I, I did. And so I hope people do get it. You can get it at traffic, trafficstacking.com. Uh, that's a challenge we're running. We're going to continuously run that challenge now going forward for Shopify site owners. So if you've heard this into the far future, then check that website and we'll still make it available there or look for AI marketing power tools by Jason Miles. Maybe I'll have it on Amazon by the time people hear this. Fantastic. Well, I have to say that I'm very excited about the challenge of, of navigating this new world because I think so much is changing so fast. And when things change fast, you know, there's a lot of opportunity if we know how to capitalize mm -hmm. on it. And I think this is mm -hmm. just an incredible 
time for business opportunity, but yeah, also good to have some mindful responses to it, not just, oh, this is exciting or this is terrible, which seems to be, broadly speaking, any article you read on ChatGPT seems to have fallen down one of those rabbit holes. And I still like, yeah, very simplistic, really. Come on, guys. Yeah. There's more. I literally, that, right? I literally heard in the last week, several, I saw several articles that were like, ChatGPT has made 43,000 millionaires so far and you could be next. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's such slimy marketing. And then on the opposite spectrum, I literally saw someone do a post about how it is the Antichrist. And she was not joking around. Like, this is like satanic what's happening. So I was like, wow, this is so eliciting such a dramatic range of responses. You've got the people who literally are scared of this thing, like at a supernatural spiritual level. Then you've got the, the charlatans out there trying to make a buck off of it. And then you've got people in the middle who are just trying to figure out what in the world is happening right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that, you know, this is probably a terrible thing to say, but from London, that all of what you just said just feels like a very American America. response. Because America is <laughs> full of people with very strong Nuts. religious convictions, good, bad, or indifferent, but certainly very strong <laughs> and not afraid to share it on the internet. And yeah. then, you know, amazing technologists, particularly in Silicon Valley, classically would think that technology is going to save the, the universe or, you know, we're going to take everyone to Mars and that's the best solution yes. to the world's problems. And uh, of course, I think the middle ground is actually a rarer thing these days. And I, I like your book is trying to navigate this and help us navigate that. I think that's a really helpful contribution to the debate. So I'm certainly looking forward to reading it and, and um, the traffic stacking challenge. We also just tell people a little bit more. We've sort of glossed over that completely. But tell us uh, a little bit more for those who are listening when it is available about the Traffic Stacking Challenge, just briefly. Sure. It's a three-day event, and it's designed to help Shopify site owners learn how systems and process frameworks to double their traffic in 90 days. That's the big challenge. Can you double your traffic in 90 days? And we'll present tools and you know the details and systems for how to make that a reality. This really draws on the work that I started in 2011 with my marketing on Pinterest blog and then the marketing on Pinterest book and then my Instagram power book and then my YouTube marketing power book and then my email marketing power book. And then ultimately I did nine mountains of traffic uh, book and all of the traffic strategies that I've worked on for the last more than 10 years is really brought to the party to really help Shopify site owners figure out how to be responsible for this traffic that comes to their site, how to manage it, how to manage its growth. And you know me, I, I'm not the hype type guy. This is more like tradecraft training. I mean, this is more like, you know, the plumbers and electricians and, you know, that, that type of people show up for training. And you too, if you want to throw traffic on your website, can show up for a, a training. I'm not saying it'll be boring. I'm saying it'll be very pragmatic. And it won't be hypey and it won't be, you know, kind of stupid black hat gimmicky stuff. It'll be very, very nuts and bolts training about how to use uh, sources of internet traffic to double your, your site traffic and, and how to monitor that, evaluate and the, the whole nine yards. So that's really the emphasis yeah. of the whole thing. And we're really excited about it. I had the phrase traffic stacking. I look back and I, I, I bought the domain. I had the, the kind of the idea for this eight years ago. And I really never did much of anything with it. And so trafficstacking.com is, is the URL where, you know, we have the, uh, the challenge built on 
can go there. It's a free challenge. Michael, you ask your wife, like, or said to your wife, why would this be free? There's so much new and like, good content there. And the answer is very simple. I work with Shopify site owners and they are my people and I sell them services and consulting. I work with them for improving their websites, building Shopify sites and coaching them on how to grow and scale. And some of them will even be sharing during the event, but I'm looking for more of them to work with. And so this is really built tailor-made to help Shopify site owners do what is generally the biggest top of mind thing, which is scale their traffic. Okay. And uh, we're passionate about it. Good, good to bring it back to brass tacks, as they say here, you know, the, the basics mm -hmm. of it. And presumably you will be integrating your thinking on the latest AI tools because we've been talking mm -hmm. about, you know, building systems and processes and speeding things up and making them more and more, you know, scalable. Yep, exactly right. And I also should just, I'm also going to just talk about our own experience. We do have a Shopify site that is a top 1% traffic site, uh, pixiefair.com and, and that's documented. I, I have a letter from somebody who offered to buy our site and they cited that as one of the facts that they'd give us more money than a normal Shopify site because it's a top of uh, Shopify 1% trafficked site. And so I, I do, you know, I've, I've spent a decade applying all of these lessons to our own business. And, and so it's not theoretical, hypothetical. It's not just me regurgitating stuff or even saying what my students who got Instagram power five years ago have done. It's literally what we've done and, and we'll talk about how we do it and, and walk people through the basics of getting after this idea of doubling their site traffic, which I think is a really aspirational goal and really powerful motivator. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, can't get away from the basics. Internet 101, get some traffic. <laughs> Number two, convert it and go and count your money. I mean, yeah, cannot get away from those trade skills. Absolutely. Well, look, it's been a great conversation, particularly the new thing is the AI Marketing Power Tools ebook, but it's great to re put that in the center of a really practical, really, you know, changing your actual finances kind of situation where you're you know, doubling traffic. So that sounds really, really good. I I've certainly got to say, I don't even own the Shopify site, but even I was looking through that and going, I really want to go on this. It sounds really powerful because <laughs> obviously I do own websites. So sure. it's, it's really attractive stuff. And I, I want to get hold of that, those, those books as well. So Jason being fantastic chat, we ought to wrap up there, but I, when's the traffic stacking workshop kicking off? That's the other thing we should just check. Tuesday, May 2nd. So if you're hearing this after the date, 2023, then just go to trafficstacking.com and see when the next challenge is and get registered there. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. 
That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. We offer you free help on our website, including PDFs, videos, and mini courses on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels. Some are for Amazon, most are for any sales channel. To get those and to stay up to date with our podcasts, go to www.theecommerceleader.com. Thanks for listening.